Welcome to the Run for PRs podcast. This is your host, Victoria Phillippe. The Run for PRs podcast was created to give away the secrets to transform your training to reach your goals. We ask all the expert run coaches and athletes the questions that you've been dying to know the answers to. We will get the inside scoop on what really makes you the best athlete that you can be. Have you ever seen a fast runner and wonder, wow, how did they get so fast? Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. Transitioning back to outdoor running. Spring is finally here. It's an amazing time of year where the days are finally starting to get longer and the sun is starting to shine. The snow up here in Wisconsin is beginning to melt and the temperatures are rising just enough where we start to venture off of our treadmills and back onto the road again for most of our runs. Some athletes in the upper north, like Wisconsin and Minnesota, unfortunately spend two to four months running almost 80% of their runs on the treadmill just so that they can avoid the ice and the sub-zero temperatures. We chatted earlier this winter around Christmas time about the pros and cons about running on the treadmill. The biggest factor at play is the treadmill running is different than running outside. Making that transition again to outdoor running can be very tricky for athletes, and we want to make sure that we do it gradually to avoid any injuries that might happen. So this is a very interesting topic, and I'm not sure that many people are thinking of these things. Um, I know the first couple of years I transitioned to outside running, um, I did it very quickly, and there were some things that popped up as a result of that. And so I have with me today Jason Phillippe, who is the head cross-country and distance track coach at the University of Wisconsin River Falls. His team did go outside for almost all of their runs during the winter. Um, you know, we are up in the north part of the country. We are in Wisconsin in the Minnesota area, um, and it can be pretty cold out there. And most days there are snow um, covering everything. And even right now, as I look outside, um, middle of March, there's snow on the ground. So that's just the typical weather here. And it can lead to having a lot of athletes um, running inside. But also that being said, a lot of athletes do run outside. So maybe if you're someone who hasn't been utilizing the treadmill much, maybe this podcast isn't really um, for you and you can refer to someone that you do know that spent a lot of time on the treadmill. Um, So we have people both ways. Um, So I guess the biggest thing here, Jason, kicking it off with you, why did you have your athletes continue to go outside and run in the snow and ice? And do you think that is beneficial or why do they not run on the treadmill? Yeah. So to kick things off here, uh, I coach a bunch of distance runners. There's about 24 of us. Um, there were times where I had select groups of kids on the treadmill, um, you know, days where it was like below zero or we, it was, the roads were like slick as can be in the, the sidewalks or none of that was plowed yet. So it's just not safe to go out. Um, but really one reason is, you know, obviously we, we don't have that many treadmills, um, inside, so we can't use, we can't take up the whole fitness center. Um, another reason I like to get them outside though, is just because it's, you know, it's obviously a harder surface. It's going to be more used to what they're running on when they're racing on the track. Um, I think it's good for mental toughness, especially training in the winter. Um, you know, you don't want to always go out there when it's 10 degrees, 15 degrees, and you got wind hitting your face, but I think it's really good about, uh, really good for developing your mental training. I think back to having some 
really tough race conditions uh, when I was in college, especially outdoor track when it was super windy or cross country season when it's, you know, kind of like freezing rain hitting your, your skin. It feels like needles and pins hitting your, your skin. And so I think that there's something to be said about just getting outside, toughing it out. Um, but for us, it's, it's really about getting their bodies used to kind of that impact that comes with running on the hard surface of being outside. Um, you know, I did in, in, uh, encourage kids to invest in some yak tracks this year or some winter running shoes for those who, you know, chose to go outside on those optional days where I'd, I'd give kids the option to kind of split up their run or hop on a bike or, you know, use a treadmill or the indoor track. But for the most part, we, I'd say we were outside. I, I personally think it was somewhat of a mild winter compared to years past, but there was definitely those days where we wanted to keep them in for safety reasons. Right, definitely. So it definitely sounds like there's a hardcore bunch of hardy runners up here who will go outside. And I even know people, you know, just regular people with professional jobs that get up at 5 a.m. and they're outside every single day during the winter um, and because they just don't like the treadmill, you know, and I don't blame them. Treadmill can be tough. Uh, so I think there's just a wide range of what people have done all winter. And it's cool to know, like, your team went outside most of the days. Um, and like you were saying, I think going in the elements, it, it can make you tougher to an extent. Um, I think one of the benefits your team has is they get to run at about three, three thirty in the afternoon. So it's like pretty much the warmest time of day and you can see. So yeah. I think that it's a lot safer to run outside on ice or in the snow when you can see the footing versus in the dark. So, and then also being with a group helps too. Um, but that's, that's awesome that they don't really have to worry about this as much. And I guess to be clear with, um, the season that you're in, it's indoor track. So, you know, you're really only going outside three, maybe four days a week, one day's a rest day. And then you're spending at least at a minimum two days on the indoor track running these indoor track workouts. So some people might be wondering kind of what are the differences between an indoor track versus a treadmill? Cause I mean, is it the same thing? Is the indoor track more similar to running outside or is it more similar to the treadmill? Um, and what can you say about that? Yeah, I would, I would say it's obviously unique in its own way, but it's probably closer resembling of running outside because you are turning and you're running on a harder surface um, and not an assisted belt like the treadmill. So I think that, um, you know, you're in control of your pace when you're running on the track or when you're outside. So um, if something starts to kind of feel easy or hard, you're naturally going to speed up or slow down. Um, another benefit of being outside too is the elevation. We don't really think about that much, but I, I know most of us, unless you put the treadmill on the hill setting, you're probably not going to get the same amount of like rolling hills or the same slight uh, elevation changes that you're going to get outside unless you live in a really flat area. Um, but so I think that that, you know, utilizes your, your lower leg uh, tendons, bones and everything differently when you're running on those types of, um, changes in elevation. Um, you know, you think about hilly courses and we always want to train, for the course. And so, um, finding Hills is definitely a part of training and it can build strength. And so sometimes when we get stuck on the treadmill, we're not getting those, those same Hill opportunities. Right. Yeah. I think that that speaks to a lot of the, the points that sometimes the treadmill 
misses out on. And I know, you know, when Skelly and I did this podcast back in the winter, um, back around Christmas or in December time, seems like forever ago now, we talked a little bit about the differences between running on the treadmill and running outside. Um, and the biggest thing is it, it changes your gait. And I think, you know, the hamstring usage of keeping up with the belt versus pushing off the road. Um, how does that change when you're running on treadmill versus running outside? Yeah, well, typically your your pace is the same on the treadmill, so you just have to kind of match that effort with that pace. Um, and you know, like I said, you, it's so hard to go and replicate that when you're outside. Um, to run even splits is nearly impossible. I mean, you can try to, but it's it's difficult. Um, so that is, I guess, that's the one benefit of the treadmill if you're really trying to focus on pacing and like keeping your heart rate, you know, as stable as possible. Just making it feel really easy and efficient. There are some benefits to training on the treadmill. Um, and not that all people keep the treadmill on the same speed. I'm not saying that, but you can, and that's it's nice to have that option. I know a lot of people like to slowly progress their run on the treadmill, just like they would if they're outside. Um, so that's nice too to be able to just press down, but to have complete control over your pace and then kind of equate that to your perceived level of exertion, I think is is one benefit. Right. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest takeaways is the mechanics of running on a treadmill, just keeping up with the belt versus pushing off of the ground and propelling yourself forward in a forward motion is very different. When you're running on the treadmill, you're actually at a standstill. You're not moving. So the way that your muscles are being utilized on the treadmill is very different than outside. And that's why, you know, a lot of people recommend running on a 1% incline because it can, um, you know, ignite your glutes or make your glutes and your hamstrings fire when you're on the treadmill. Otherwise, you know, you're just basically running in place. And anyone knows running in place has, you know, it's similar to running outside, but you're not actually pushing off and utilizing, you know, that glute and hamstring um, in the full range of motion that you would outside. Um, and so that's the biggest, the biggest mechanical difference there. And I think that's where we sometimes see, you know, people get injured when they make the transition transition too quickly. Um, and we talked a lot about on the other podcast with Skelly that if you can just maintain, you know, one or two days a week outside throughout the winter, that that can really help with the muscle memory. But if you're someone who hasn't stepped foot outside in a couple of months, um, we can expect this transition to take some time um, Another thing that comes to mind is the lack of lateral movement. Um, how do you think that that plays a role when you transition to outside? Do you ever feel like your hips get tight? Yeah, I think so. I notice it in my hips. Um, you know, you think about most races and most routes that you're going to run outside, there's a fair amount of turns. Um, that's just that's just how it is. And so on the treadmill, you are just running straight. And so you're not getting those turns at all. Um, also I know the surface we kind of touched on, but the, that cushion surface is going to be easier on your, on your muscles and tendons and everything. Whereas the hard road, it does have, you know, a higher impact. So that's why we want to progress back to the roads kind of slowly and not do too much, you know, not just like all of a sudden go a hundred percent off the treadmill and now onto the roads. Right. Yeah. The treadmill, the cushioning on the treadmill, I think is very interesting. Um, the treadmill gives way like when you're running on it, you can almost see it kind of bounce up and down. There's springs involved. Um, and it's not as hard of an impact where if you're running outside, like the cement isn't giving way. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's another reason why they say, you know, running in trails is easier on your body, uh, because of a softer surface. But when you're outside, you know, on the road, the pavement is very hard on your body. And so just being aware of these differences, um, whenever I start my transition into indoor running, I always think, geez, this indoor run on the treadmill, I don't feel nearly as beat up. Even if you're going the same pace, it's just because, 
you're not getting that same beating um, on your legs because you're getting more of that, you know, giving on the treadmill surface. It's almost more like a trail run. Um, and some of the other factors I think we kind of touched on earlier was just the whole wind factor, wind, the weather. Um, when you haven't ran in wind for a long time, then you go out there. It can be really brutal. Uh, you know, we just watched the USA Olympic trials and you could see it in their face uh, just how how difficult the wind really was for people. And obviously uh, that course is also very hilly. So these are all things that come into play that maybe you're not getting on the treadmill. Obviously you can incorporate hills on the treadmill, but there's no way that you can incorporate, you know, a true wind or the sun. How do you think that that impacts people when they transition to outside running? Yeah, especially as the weather gets hotter. I mean, your body is expending more energy to to run a certain pace when you're outside in those conditions. And so, you know, it can maybe you think about, well, I was able to run, you know, eight minute pace on the treadmill, but outside I'm struggling to, to run 830 for my easy runs. Well, that's why you have all those other factors and, you know, the perceived level of exertion may feel the same, but you're running slower because you're having to deal with the wind or the incline changes or the, the sun and it's hot and your heart rate's, you know, a little bit higher because it's not as efficient as running on the treadmill. So I think that that can just take some time to adjust and to mentally prepare, but also physically allow your body to adapt. Right, yes, we talked kind of about the main differences between indoor and outdoor running. Uh, We talked about how the mechanics are different, you know, with the hamstring and glute, you are keeping up with the belt versus pushing off the road. Uh, We also talked about how on the treadmill, you're lacking that lateral movement. You're never really moving from side to side. You're not having to do any sort of turning. Whereas if you're running in your neighborhood, you're going up and down streets, there's a lot of lateral movement going on. So it can be a little bit harder on the hips when you move outside if you haven't been um, using any lateral movement. Another factor is that running outside is just a harder surface. It's harder on your body. It's more impactful. Um, concrete doesn't give way, but when you're on that treadmill, there's springs and it's a little bit more bouncy and easier on your body, easier to recover from. The other factor we also talked about was wind, hills, and sun. All of those factors that you get outside, weather related, that you're not getting on the treadmill. Um, these are all things that you have to kind of get used to again. And I know hill, or wind especially is something that can really slow you down and impact um, how you're feeling on your run and just understanding that and letting yourself time to transition back into what it feels like to run with, you know, 20 mile per hour winds in your face. So how would you suggest that someone starts the transition back to running more outside? Let's say you're running, you know, 40 miles per week, almost exclusively on the treadmill, maybe one or two week runs a week outside. How do you gradually um, transition into outside or should you just, you know, pull the trigger and do all of your runs outside just because it's nice out and just follow the weather patterns? What do you think? Yeah, I think if you've already been getting out one day a week, I think just upping it to two for the first week um, and making sure it's during your easier effort runs. So, um, and then each week, maybe just adding an extra run just to make sure you're not overdoing it too quickly. Um, but I would say no workouts until you've had a chance to transition, you know, at least over 50% of your mileage off the treadmill, if not more. So I would say just get, get all your easy runs outside first, and then you can start to incorporate that first workout once you've been outside for three to four days a week. Um, same with your long run too. You probably just don't want to come out and do um, your longest run until you've been, you know, transitioning all your easy runs off the treadmill and outside. 
Right. Yeah. So it's really important to do it gradually and not just, you know, jump the gun and do them all outside just because we talked about all these factors that are involved and it's a lot of stress on your body to make that transition if you're not doing it slowly. So just like we would only increase our weekly mileage by 10%, you know, we want to follow not the 10% rule, but you want to follow some sort of guideline where you're not, you know, going from zero miles outside to all of your miles outside. I think there's a happy medium that can be involved and, you know, it might take a couple of weeks. So how long does it usually take you to transition back to running, you know, all of your miles outside versus none of your runs outside? That's a good question. Um, I would say probably about a month. It really depends on uh, kind of the weather. And, you know, up here in the north, we're going to get stretches where it's just gorgeous. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm shorts and long sleeve t-shirt and I'm out there. It's spring. And then all of a sudden we get hit with a snowstorm and it's not quite safe to go out. Um, so and then you may be back on the treadmill for a couple of runs. So it kind of depends on the, sp- the spring and how quick, you know, the, the temps warm up and how how nice the surfaces are. I know a lot of times we get a lot of wet areas too because of all the snow that melts and then there's puddles everywhere on certain sidewalks so it's just uh it's probably gonna take a month maybe up to six weeks before you're 100 percent. but i think i think it can be done in a month or or so right yeah i think it's really important to know that you know everyone has their own you know, preferences and, you know, some people might be able to do it really quickly, but I think it might take, you know, a month or two to kind of get, get your feet wet in the situation. I'm sure a lot of people listening, they were still running, uh, some of their runs, um, you know, outside at this point. So it, it could take, you know, four to six weeks, I think is pretty, pretty normal. Just making sure that we're doing it gradually and not doing, you know, you're too much all at once. Um, if something feels harder or feels off during this transition period like let's say you start your run outside and all of a sudden you you kind of feel something like flare up what should be kind of your mode of operation if this is to happen um do you think that you should go see a pt art person maybe you know transition back more into inside running take a few days off what do you recommend yeah if it's something that's flaring up injury wise you definitely want to um go the extra mile in terms of uh, self-care and prevention and, you know, doing your strengthening exercises. Um, if it sticks around longer than a couple of days or a few runs, then you definitely want to go and see a PT. Um, but I think that making sure you're not adding, you know, new stimulus, like, um, a workout or a long run until you're feeling good, feeling strong, feeling healthy with, you know, getting back out on the road for your easy runs. Yeah. And I think, you know, another topic that's super common that I hear people talk about a lot is, you know, I can do this workout on the treadmill, but I can't do it outside or like, yeah, but I was hitting all these, I hit all these paces and then they always like caveat it by, but it was on the treadmill. Do you think that, you know, workouts that you were hitting on the treadmill should be the same paces that you were, that you're going to hit on the road outside? Um, What factors are involved there? And do you think it's just more of a confidence issue? Yeah, I think it, yeah, for some people, it's going to be maybe harder to hit the paces on a treadmill if they're not used to it. But if you're pretty used to it, I think it's going to be far easier for you to jump on a treadmill and run a faster pace. Um, you know, you would need a probably a track, no wind, good weather day to try to run the same pace. So I think with those factors, um, depending on if you're trying to hit the same workout on the road, you you know, you're dealing with hills and humidity and wind and all that. But I think it's, it's a lot easier to hit it on the treadmill. Um, and so I would not try to read into, you know, the results of your workout indicate that you're going to, 
you know, on the treadmill, that that means you're going to run this time on the road. Like, no, not unless you've been mixing in a lot of, um, workouts on the road as well. And so like this maybe just was like a supplement to your training, then maybe, but if you're doing primarily all your workouts on the treadmill, I wouldn't get too, you know, too into, um, trying to figure out what those equate to in terms of a race. Right. Yeah. I think it's important to, as you're transitioning back outside to wean your way off of the treadmill for workouts, you know, try to frame up your workout date so that you're getting outside for workouts. So, you know, instead of using the treadmill as a clutch or like a safety net, um, venturing outside and figuring out what day of the week is going to be good weather and which day, you know, does it make sense where I can shift my workouts around and get outside for that workout day? Um, Because I think that builds a lot of confidence, you know, going into a race, it's important to have workouts where you are racing or where you're doing your workouts in the same environment that you're going to be racing in. So, you know, you have a race coming up soon and you're going to be running outside and it's March and it's going to be in the probably maybe even 20s. You never really know what the weather is going to be like, but you need to be, you know, training in those conditions at least a little bit so that your body doesn't go into shock or you don't lose all confidence when you make that transition uh, back outside. So really important to just start small. And I think what are some of the pace adjustments that you would recommend for someone who is moving from the treadmill to outside? Um, or how would you calculate what paces they should be doing for their workouts outside versus inside? I would say for easy pace, you're going to probably look at slowing down about 15 to 30 seconds per mile. Um, I think that that's pretty natural. And then as far as like maybe a tempo run, it could be you know, 10 to 15, maybe 20 ish. So not quite as much, but again, it's going to depend on, um, the stretch that you're running on outside. Like if it is flatter versus hilly versus windy, that sort of thing, how hot it is. So, um, but I think typically it'll be a little bit slower anywhere from 10 to 30 seconds, depending on the, the run and time of day and all that. Right. And I think just your experience level as well. And, you know, maybe you were using, you know, 1% incline on the treadmill versus not, and it's going to depend on if it's windier if maybe you're getting a tailwind and all those things kind of come into play um what do you think is the downside of running too many of your workouts on the treadmill and then just kind of continuing to use that as i don't want to use the word clutch but um do you think that there are any downsides to that yeah and this brings me back to a few years ago when um you know i had a pretty good training cycle but it was 95 percent on the treadmill and um I I think that I think that it matters more if you're training for longer races. So if you're training for a half or a full, and you're doing most of your runs on the treadmill, um, and then when it comes time, springtime is your race or whatever. I think that it's going to be harder to probably hit your goal than it would be if you're just trying to run like a five k, because all those all that time you're spending on the treadmill, all those miles you're lacking out on all those key differences that we talked about that you're not getting when you're running outside. Um, but if you know if your race is just a five k and you're doing all this speed and stuff on the treadmill you know, there's not as much time to slow down in your 5Ks or is in a marathon. So it brings me back to a few years ago. I did probably, I did a 21 mile run on the treadmill and I think I did eight or nine miles at my goal marathon pace. And that was probably the most I've ever done at that pace, close to about 615 average, um, you know, outside of a race, like a half or something. But um, it didn't translate that well to the marathon. I ran a marathon in February that year, it was at LA. Um, because of the elevation and the, I think the heat, it just kind of got to me and I slowed way down, um, started to progressively slow down after about 19. So, 
it made the last seven miles really hard. But I think that if I had just done maybe half of my training outside, it would have prepared me so much better for that marathon, especially getting the hill elevation. I was a little naive going in, not knowing about the hills at LA. So if you've done that, you know what I'm talking about, but there are some hills there at the beginning. Um, So I think that played a role, but also just lack of being out on the road and like the push off and all that, like, it's just not the same doing your long, long runs on the treadmill. Um, you got to get some in outside. I, I'm a firm believer of that if you're running a half or a full. So those of you that are running in you know May timeframe or April, I think now is a really good time to start getting getting out so that you are you know well prepared. Right, and I'm sure some people listening are like, well, running on the treadmill also sucks. And it's like, uh, yeah, I feel like the treadmill has its downsides and it's definitely like mentally grueling to just like sit there and stare at the same wall for, you know, hours on end. You said you ran 21 miles on it. But I think there's also something to be said as like going outside and being out there running for two to three hours is also very difficult and it can feel isolating, lonely, and just the challenge of having to continue. I mean, there's no belt that you have to keep up with. Um, There's no like setting on the treadmill. Uh, A lot of the times on the treadmill, you can be distracted by, you know, Netflix and all the things and you don't have to really be focusing on what you're doing. You can kind of zone out. Whereas outside, I feel like you have to be a lot more alert. Um, and that can be really mentally draining. And, you know, you get to the, towards the end of a long run. If you're on the treadmill, you might be mentally drained for different reasons. But when you're outside and you have nothing to distract you, um, you're mentally drained from, you know, being out there and having to be out there alone and not having that distraction part and really kind of sitting in the the toughness of what it is that you're doing um, in the actual task. So while I think that running on the treadmill is difficult, I think that there are different challenges that come into play outside. And those are going to be the same challenges that you're facing during a race. Um, You know, during a race, there isn't going to be a way to turn on Netflix and distract you. So you want to be conscious of kind of when and where you're putting those runs. I think, you know, the treadmill can be a great option for easy runs during the week, just getting the mileage in. Uh, but, but when it comes to more race specific workouts and long runs, if you're, if you're training for a long race, it's going to be important to get some of those outside, um, not only for the mental training, but just to prepare yourself for it physically. Um, it's a different beast if you're outside versus inside. And I liked your example of, you know, the 21 miler on the treadmill. And I definitely have countless examples where I've done workouts on the treadmill that felt really easy. And then replicating outside became harder because it was me. I was responsible for the paces. I was responsible for pushing myself. I couldn't just like push a button. There was no one next to me. Um, my first marathon that I qualified for Boston at, I ran completely alone. I mean, it was a small race, so that's my problem for picking it. But the bottom line is even if you're in a big race, you're not guaranteed someone that's going to like pace you the whole way and pace you perfectly. Um, you are forced to do that for yourself. And so just being alone with that responsibility can be difficult. And I think that's why some people, you know, don't necessarily reach their potential outside. So I think, you know, that leads into a different question. Do you think running outside or inside feels more difficult? And does everyone have the same perception of which one's harder? I think, you know, you find comfort in what you do more frequently. So mentally it becomes easier for you. So I think it's going to depend on your experience. But for me, I mean, it's kind of a toss up because this winter I try to do my best at getting outside more. So you know, a workout on the treadmill is, is still pretty hard. Like when I get that belt going, it's it's tough to stay on it and maintain it. And, you know, I get hot inside too. And 
I get bored and at least outside I'm getting some fresh air and um, I, I can try to find someone to run the workout with. So that kind of helps as well. So just trying to find ways to make, you know, each, each one seem more bearable. Um, but I think if you're primarily a treadmill runner in the winter, yeah, it's going to seem a lot harder outside. And that's why we want to encourage you to get off sooner so that it sets you up to, to, to gain that same confidence with your outdoor runs as you have with your indoor runs. And then hopefully that translates into your, into racing well. Right. Yeah. Those are all really good points. I think, you know, we think what we're used to is easier. You know, people who have never ran on the treadmill, I know they are just, I can never do it. I can never run on the treadmill because it's so difficult for them uh, mentally, physically, all the things, uh, cause they, they never do it. Whereas, you know, other people who they're used to crushing like 20 mile long runs and like all their weekly workouts on a treadmill and it feels super easy. And I used to be one of those people. I used to do a lot of my workouts on the treadmill in the winter. Um, it can feel a lot harder outside for some of the reasons that we talked about earlier. So it's all about what you're used to. And I think, you know, if people are struggling with this or they want to become more confident in their running abilities outside, it's really important to then, you know, practice outside, practice where you want to become faster. If you want to, you know, break records on the treadmill and all that stuff, that that's cool. But a lot of the races that you're going to be doing are probably going to be outside and, you know, everyone has different goals. So it's just really important to know, like, what are your goals and how can you train best to, you know, reach those goals? Um, so what are some last pieces of advice that you could give to someone who is struggling with the transition or the idea of, well, I won't be able to hit the same paces outside. Maybe I'm not in as good of shape as I thought. And all of those sort of negative thoughts leading into doing your first workout outside or consistently showing up for yourself outside. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be an adjustment curve for sure. So just taking it, taking it easy. Don't have high expectations. Go off of effort. Don't worry so much about the pace that your watch is telling you, uh, you know, go off of effort. Don't even look at it if it's an easy run. I mean, why would you? You know, back in the day, we had no idea how fast we were going unless you had a, a route mapped out, um, you know, and you timed how long it took. So I think that start with your easy runs. As you start to incorporate some workouts outside, again, just be aware that you're going to probably need to add 10 to 30 seconds, um, probably more so 10 to 20 seconds, I'd say. And just be patient with the progress that it might take you to kind of get back to feeling, you know, feeling as uh, confident as you were about your your workouts on the treadmill. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, time and just continuing to show up for yourself. Uh, you know, it's not going to feel easy the first time it might feel good one workout and then the next workout, it feel really difficult. So I think, you know, just time over time, you're going to build that confidence and it's going to make you a stronger runner. So if you're someone who's kind of struggling with these things and you really want to take that, the next leap outside, you know, what I recommend is taking maybe your next workout outside and just looking at your paces and saying, you know, I'm going to run 30 seconds per mile slower. That's where I'm going to start. And then just slowly increasing the pace from there if you feel good throughout the workout, but giving yourself some leeway. Um, another thing that really helps me is finding a flatter, um, route, like a flatter stretch. That's, you know, more advantageous to having more of an even split workout or, you know, running, um, the times that you want to hit. Uh, another option would be running on the track. You know, some, some tracks are open where people live. And I think that can be a good option for doing, um, you know, maybe more threshold and lower workouts. Um, just, these are all just things to keep in mind. And of course, you know, if you're training for a hilly marathon, it make make more sense to incorporate, um, some steady states on rolling hills and it all just depends on the person, but 
yeah, it's just really important to get out there and let yourself have that chance to transition. So if you're someone that spent a lot of the time on the treadmill this winter, I think now is the perfect time to kind of enjoy that sunshine, get your vitamin D and start that transition to outdoor running. And it's definitely not easy. Um, I'm kind of in the middle of this process myself and it can be a little bit of a struggle at times, but you know, consistency. And I know over the summer, we're all going to be really excited that we made this transition and now we're fully immersed in our outdoor running. So if you have any questions or you want to work with us, we have a free seven-day trial you can try out if you visit our website, www.run4prs.co. You can fill out our form there and chat with one of our coaches today and get started on your free seven-day trial. So thanks for listening.